Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about premenstrual syndrome. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash premenstrual syndrome or in the gynecology section of the Zero to Finals obstetrics and gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Premenstrual syndrome, also known as PMS, describes the psychological, emotional and physical symptoms that occur during the luteal phase of the menstrual cycle, particularly in the days prior to the onset of menstruation. These symptoms can be distressing and significantly impact quality of life. Most women will experience some of the symptoms of premenstrual syndrome as part of a normal menstrual cycle. The critical aspects are the severity of the symptoms and the impact these symptoms have on the woman's functioning and quality of life. The symptoms of PMS resolve once menstruation begins. Symptoms are not present before menarche, before the first period, during pregnancy or after menopause. These are key things to note when you take a history. Let's talk about the pathophysiology. Premenstrual syndrome is thought to be caused by a fluctuation in estrogen and progesterone levels during the menstrual cycle. The exact mechanism is not known, but it may be due to increased sensitivity to progesterone or an interaction between the sex hormones and the neurotransmitters serotonin and GABA. Let's talk about the presentation. There's a long list of symptoms that can occur with premenstrual syndrome, and these will vary with the individual. Common symptoms include a low mood, anxiety, mood swings, irritability, bloating, fatigue, headaches, breast pain, reduced confidence, cognitive difficulties, clumsiness and a reduced libido. Women can experience these symptoms in the absence of menstruation after they've had a hysterectomy, endometrial ablation or they have the Mirena coil fitted because the ovaries continue to function and the normal hormonal changes continue, despite the fact they don't have endometrial shedding and periods. These symptoms can also occur in response to the combined contraceptive pill or cyclical hormone replacement therapy that contains progesterone. And this is described as progesterone-induced premenstrual disorder. When the features are severe and have a significant effect on the quality of life, this is called premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Let's talk about the diagnosis. Diagnosis is based on a symptom diary spanning two menstrual cycles. The symptom diary should demonstrate cyclical changes that occur just before and resolve after the onset of menstruation. A definitive diagnosis may be made under the care of a specialist by administering a GnRH analogue to halt the menstrual cycle and temporarily induce a menopause-like state to see if the symptoms resolve. If the symptoms do resolve, this is suggestive of premenstrual syndrome. Next, let's talk about management. This section is based on the RCOG Green Top Guidelines from 2016 and the NICE clinical knowledge summaries updated in May 2019. The following management options can be initiated in primary care by the patient's GP. And these include general healthy lifestyle changes such as improving diet, exercise, reducing alcohol, stopping smoking, reducing stress and getting a good amount of sleep. They may also benefit from the combined contraceptive pill, 
SSRI antidepressants, and cognitive behavioural therapy, or CBT. The RCOG recommends combined contraceptive pills that contain drospirinone, first line, for example, Yasmin. Drospirinone has anti-mineralocorticoid effects similar to spironolactone. Continuous use of the pill as opposed to cyclical use may be more effective. Severe cases should be managed by a multidisciplinary team that involves GPs, gynaecologists, psychologists and dietitians. Continuous transdermal estrogen, for example with patches, can be used to improve symptoms. Progestogens are required for endometrial protection against endometrial hyperplasia and ultimately endometrial cancer when using estrogen treatments. This can be in the form of low-dose cyclical progestogens, for example norethisterone, to trigger a withdrawal bleed, or the Mirena coil. GnRH analogues can be used to induce a menopause-like state. They're very effective at controlling symptoms, however they're reserved for severe cases due to their adverse effects, particularly osteoporosis. Hormone replacement therapy can be used to add back the hormones to mitigate these effects. But there is a risk that the hormone replacement therapy can also induce similar symptoms. Hysterectomy and bilateral oophorectomy can be used to induce menopause where symptoms are severe and medical management has failed. Hormone replacement therapy will be required particularly in women that are under 45 years of age. Danazole and tamoxifen are options for cyclical breast pain and these would be initiated and monitored by a breast specialist. Under specialist guidance, spironolactone may be used to treat the physical symptoms of premenstrual syndrome, particularly breast swelling, water retention and bloating. So thanks for listening to this episode on premenstrual syndrome. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode which will be on heavy menstrual bleeding.